accusés d'un vol qu'ils n'ont pas commis, n'ayant aucun moyen d'en faire la preuve, ils fuient sans cesse devant leurs poursuivants. Pour subsister, ils emploient leurs compétences. Quand la loi ne peut plus rien pour vous, il vous reste un recours, un seul, l'agence Tourisque. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Rogue Opinions Podcast. And it, for the first time in a long time, it is time to debate masterfully. We are here for the return episode of Master Debaters. And there are no three better people at having an argument than myself, Jimmy Baxter, and I am joined by Scott McLeod. Hello. And Mr. Nathan Greenaway. Hello. And we're here to just, um, after a quick Google and paying attention to the world around us here in 2021, after the debacle that was 2020, we find ourselves asking a lot of questions. We see the internet asking itself a lot of questions. So what would a podcast be if three, you know, three assholes didn't get on it and fucking start debating the things everyone's already decided for themselves anyway? So we have a series of questions here, and one, I believe, that is going to tear at the foundation of podcasting in general. Um... So yeah, we're here. We're just going to shoot the shit a little bit and uh, decide what's right, what's wrong, what's right in the center, and what should never even be thought of in the fucking first place here on Master Debaters. Gentlemen, should we just get into it? Yay, let's destroy some friendship. I'm so ready. I'm, I've been ready to have an argument all goddamn day. So, <laughs> uh, I know that you guys have prepared uh, a couple of questions, and I think before our main event, uh, we should start with the uh, curtain-jerking opening contest. Uh, so which one of you guys would like to go first? I have a question that needs answering. Mm. Because, obviously, I know that you guys would make exceptional drinking buddies. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. The cream of the crop. But I want to know who would make better drinking buddies, the MCU or the DCU? Okay, so... Off the bat, I'm conflicted. Okay, the MCU, uh, like, are we talking the entirety of the cast? Let's just go with the Avengers, or let's just say the Avengers or the Justice League. Let's just okay. go with those guys, and you can say, interpret uh, that the version, when it comes... the versions as portrayed in the these movies, as portrayed in the movies. Yeah. So I think the DCEU guys would probably be able to drink more, so the night would be longer. But they just get sad. So I'm going to have to say the MCU, obviously. That's a big one. Well, I figured that we had to debate both sides. So since you take the MCU, I'll, I'll take a crack at the, the DCEU. We'll go in. Take a crack at it. Oh, no, I'll let Jimmy go first. <laughs> All right. So in the MCU, <laughs> even when things got their shittiest in the MCU, somebody always had a, a fun joke so to speak, or like a, a quip or an anecdote or a one-liner. In the DCEU, things are just sort of gray and sad all over the place. You know, a lot of mommy issues, 
lot of lot of lot of lot of sad sack supermans so to speak um but in the mcu they're oh look they went out they battled some aliens and what'd they do right after that they went and got some shawarma shawarma people okay nothing says party culture like a shawarma <laughs> Maybe for the, it's a fucking elite <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Scott and Friend, I'm 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 not convinced by that argument, Jeremy, because you want if if you want a drinking buddy, so you want someone that's always up for drinking and sad people drink the most. Yeah, Amen. Was... Hold on, hold on. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to uh, dispute your shawarma bring shawarma to the argument because this isn't who do you want to go be your shawarma buddies, but it's who do you want to be your your drinking buddies, and yeah. I mean, all oh, the Avengers, all oh, they're all always cracking jokes, you know. Like they lost half the population and had to live with that for five years. That's not that's no time to be cracking jokes. Looking they, the DCU lads, they they realize that they def, they deal with difficult shit all the time, and so they need to drown those sorrows with with alcohol, as we all have problems that we need to drown with alcohol or ramble about on a podcast. But we don't have a podcast readily available. Then these are the guys who want to go drown. I mean. Look at Aquaman and just like he was brutally honest about their chances. And you know what? I like good honesty in my drinking buddy. Flash, you know, I'd like to see how much alcohol he could take before it starts to feel an effect on him, given the effects of his, his speed and all that such. It'd be an interesting thing just to watch. Just observe the Flash as as he gets drunker and drunker. As an aside, uh, the uh, Grant Gustin version of the Flash, him being drunk early on in that series, was the most enjoyable that character ever is. Joe, why didn't Rose make room for Jack on the boat? <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I just love chicken wings so much. <laughs> uh, um, so two things with your with your argument there, Scott. Um, first of all, you want to have people who enjoy the same food as you when you go out drinking because inevitably you're gonna go want what? What is it you guys eat over there? A fucking pizza crunch. Or whatever the fuck they're called, or a, or or a. I have a, never a... had such a, a pizza crunch, so don't, don't you dare say you're type me, sir. What the fuck is I'm a just, pizza crunch? Isn't it like Literally, a deep fried pizza? Yeah, there are some cretins that, that, that enjoy that over here. I am not one of them. Damn. It. I, I I respect pizza too much. To deep yeah, fry. pizza is great. Um, treat as such. But like, also like you're gonna want to have you got you got your drunk munchies. So like, if the whole team gets on board and is like, yo, let's go have a shawarma after we're done getting fucked up, then that's going to be a really awesome table to be at. Okay? Um, I do have to admit, you bringing up Aqua Bro really hurts my argument because it's it's difficult. Well, you got Bro for. No, yeah, Bro Thor is fine, but uh, I have to counter his Aqua Bro with the only thing that makes sense, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd as, Aqu- as Aquaman, Ant-Man, uh, really portrayed that even in the darkest times, you can crack jokes because Back to the Future was bullshit? Best line in the movie. Best line in the movie. I'm sticking with the MCU. I think that the MCU, despite where you go and how dark things get, they would be the better drinking team. I mean, when I talk about going back, getting the munchies when you're, you're drunk, I mean, you're out there with the DCU or the Justice League. You've got Bruce Wayne there. Looking everybody back to his house, phone up Alfred. We came up saying, Alfred, whip us up something. Alfred's always making Bruce's fancy dinners. He's big mansion. He'll pour you something. 
You don't need a pizza crunch where you got Alfred around. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want Jeremy Iron serving me my food when I'm pissed. All right, guys. Fi- final arguments. Jimmy, you got anything left? I mean, listen, just, just like what I said before, Paul Rudd, shawarma, even when things get their darkest, the Avengers are there to keep you happy. Uh, Scott. Final argument. Cyborg's uh, there. He's mostly machine, so he probably wouldn't drink. So there you go. Designated driver. Back to Bruce's. So that Alpha can make it thinner. This was tough. Just based, just, just based on... Just based on the arguments that were presented, I, I think I'm going to have to go with Marvel. All yeah, right. You said they just got they just got more energy. They just got a bit more fun about you. If that's in the mood you're in, and the DC guys, sure, they're sad. They're sad all the time, which means statistically they're drunk all the time. And I think going out with Boomerang and having a drink that would be that would Captain no, no, Boomerang or whatever. He's in the Suicide Squad. You don't say you didn't include the Suicide Squad. Oh, I just said Justice League. Sorry. Um, you're not with like yeah, sad, you could have sad this one. I could have made an argument. Could have done. Will Smith would have been there as well. But, uh, yeah, you but know like what? who who wants to end up at the end of the night? Who wants to e- end up uh, at the end of the night having a four and a half hour conversation about my kids disappeared and that's what that's Batman what... is kicking my ass. I mean, that's, I'm with you. I'm with that's you. That's how everyone most nights out. And you know what? You've changed my <laughs> mind, Jimmy. It's DC. Not, not with the MCU. No, not with DC, the MCU. I'm going with DC would be better at drinking buddies because they're more reliable to be able to drink. Marvel guys, they all look like they're probably like vegan Tito or something. They're all ripped. DC guys, they're jagged. <laughs> some of them might have a gun for some reason. Who knows? Oh, Batman. It'd be like hanging out with your old college friend who's no, who's a drug dealer. So what were you going here? Because I, I I knew going to get I changed, DC. I knew I thinking DC, DC. battle. I changed my mind to DC because of what Jimmy said. I don't I don't like I don't like you right now, Nathan. I'm not, not, not a fan. Changing the rules on you. We're just here to sort out issues, and this one is sorted. It's DC. Better drinking buddies. There okay. you go then. All right, fine, fine, fucking fine. No problem. <laughs> no problem. No problem. I'll keep Paul Rudd to myself. And me, me and the ageless one will go I bet out. Paul Rudd doesn't drink. No, not with a face like that, dude. Are you kidding me? There's no age on that face. Yeah. So he's a, plus, he's just a crap if, drinking buddy. Plus, like people, you always got that person in your your group when you're a drink who gets one too many and thinks they're a tough guy, tries to start a fight. Or if Bruce Banner ends up being that guy, sends into the hall, destroys the bar, you all get banned. Yeah, I bet Hulk can't drink. Bruce Banner can't Probably drink. A terrible drunk. Spider-Man can't drink because he's like 12. Uh-huh. So you're just left with four. But he's, he's that annoying drunk person that starts a fight as well. No, I think I think fat drunk Thor would be a good time before the events of Endgame. And you want to talk about people whining. I mean, God sake, Scarlet Witch before WandaVision. You're like, oh, my brother, I'm in love with a robot man for some reason. Mm. Like, like, go away. She's, she's going to bring the whole mid down. She really went all Westworld on us, didn't she? She really did. Yeah, she really did. Good poll. Good poll. Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, what else do we need to sort out? Uh, I've, I've definitely not pulled this argument out of my arse. Uh, 
people who cut the crust off their sandwiches can't be trusted. Yes or no? No, they cannot. Absolutely not. They can't be fucking trusted. Shit. No, absolutely not. They can't. You know what? That Just is the, eat the goddamn sandwich. That's the exact thing that I knew you'd say. They can be trusted, these people. They're reliable. They, they say up front who they are. What you don't want is someone that would want to cut the crust of the sandwich, but is too scared to because of what might happen. Scared. I know who that person is. Scared. When they cut off the crust, I know who they are. What, what are you on about? You cut the crust off a sandwich, you're easily cutting bodies into pieces. <laughs> well, not easily. You couldn't do that with a bread knife. I'd like to see someone try. Yes, so would I. But it doesn't right. mean they can't be so trusted. Then we, so then we agree. <laughs> I'd like <laughs> to see someone try to do that, but that's a separate debate. It is, it is. They can be trusted because they're being open about who they are. So I see someone cut some crust of the sandwich. I know that person's not going to lie to me. Um, all I know is that if you take the time to make a sandwich and then waste some of the bread, then you can you can fuck right off. Plus, the crust, the crust is there to make sure that you don't get any on your hands or if you you spill some of the sauce, like say if you get like a little honey mustard on your sandwich, little uh, fucking, I don't know, ranch, depending on the sandwich that you're making. You fucking, you, you scoop up the remainder of the sauce with the crust. That's what the crust is there for. Talking I don't about understand. get some on your hands. Well, sometimes if you put a little too much sauce or mayo or whatnot on a sandwich, it, it can get out onto your hands if you don't cut the crust off. And if you if you cut the crust off, then it's all going to just splatter out. Plus, you're wasting bread. What are you going to do? Make breadcrumbs? Who does that? Some people just don't like the crust on the bread and they want to be open about it because the cheapest loaves in the supermarket are the ones with crust. You want to buy bread with no crusts on? You easily spend another 50p on that loaf. Plus, you could just donate that crust to like a hungry dog or something. Then you're feeding two people from one meal. Yeah, but you shouldn't feed dogs bread, though. There's there's too many like preservatives and stuff in it that don't work with dogs. So if you're feeding your dog crusts, then probably shouldn't be doing it. You're not a vet. I have raised dogs for 30 years, though. For 30 years? How old are you? 31. <laughs> so you were raising a dog season. of two? Yeah, yeah. I think that dog was raising you, my friend. Don't listen. You, you were the don't hooch get to that dog's turner. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to make a very similar reference. A very similar reference. Uh, but anyway, if you, cut the, if you cut the crust off your bread, you're a serial killer. I don't want to hear anything about it. Don't want to hear it. Yeah, but if you cut it off, you know they're a serial killer. So they're being honest with you again. And that's important. What I would be more annoyed about is if I saw someone struggling to eat a sandwich I made from them. And I'm like, what's wrong with my sandwich? Like, it's great. And they're like, oh, I don't like crust. I'm like, why didn't you fucking say something? And I would have cut them off for you. No, you eat the fucking meal you're given. The fuck? Like, you, you, you get handed a plate of spaghetti and meatballs, and the first thing you do is look the person that you're at their house eating dinner at and just go, I, I don't really do the gluten thing. That like, makes you a off. shit host for not asking. You should be like, hey, I'm making meatballs you and spaghetti. You should say right. so at the upfront, and then I won't invite you. <laughs> well, yeah but they you need to get all the information so that you know what you're making is the right thing for them you don't make someone spaghetti and meatballs and then they go oh by the way i'm vegetarian and that makes you a bad host 
Nah, you should have told me that you were uh, like a vegetarian or something. Because if you get further in, in then your like thing, then you're saying they should force it down anyway. Yeah, you eat the meal you're given. Without a choice? Yes, absolutely. I don't like this kitchen. Well, I will then if you not can't stand the this heat, restaurant. If you can't stand the heat, you get out this kitchen. <laughs> I prefer honesty in my sandwich making. And you know what? I prefer people who, who decide to have crusts on their sandwiches. So, so Nathan, what I'm hearing here is that you you don't mind hanging around somebody who's clearly a serial killer because they cut the crust off their sandwiches. You just rather they were upfront about it, so you still willingly hang around with a serial killer. Well, they don't. They don't necessarily have to be a serial killer, but like more than I'm, likely a, a serial killer. You're going to end up a lampshade in some apartment. At least I know it's happening. Because they were honest with me about their sandwich habits. I'm just saying, I don't want people, I don't want people lying. I don't want people lying to me about the way so they eat their sandwiches. You sound so self-defeated. It's like, oh, well, I mean, at least I know they're going to fucking kill me and rape my dead body. No, no, no people that cut across the sandwich at this first of day aren't all serial killers. There's good people on both sides. <laughs> you widely underestimated your ability to argue this successfully. I'm giving it to Jimmy. People who well, yes! serial killer is not trusting the point unnecessarily. <laughs> not, not two in a row. They got overturned. It's one each. Uh, I count the first answer for everything. Uh, so two in a row, baby. You're gonna be hanging out with a lot of liars, Nathan, guys. Jimmy, in his mind, won that first debate by a lot. Listen, that first debate got stolen from me. Okay, so what we hey, need to do? Not, you kept pointing out Marvel people that don't drink. So that makes some crap drinking buddies. No, what? See, what happened there is that I ran a fair. Uh, and, 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 and trusted <laughs> campaign and then at the very last second it got stolen from me doesn't matter that seven other 70 million other people agreed with you okay that and, okay you guys know where i'm going with this i'm just gonna <laughs> uh, jimmy really, you got a question for us I, I do i are we do we have any other questions before we get to the big one because this last one is going to involve all of us i think oh okay i've got I mean, I've got some more. I didn't realize we were getting to that one. I, I thought of another one, but I didn't realize how many we're going to do. Okay, I've got I've got another one, and then we'll we go. Got no to no restrictions on time, so we can do we can do it. I thought we I thought Jimmy was going to bring one more than the one he'd already had. I looked I looked for a few, uh, but I I don't think anything's going to be able to stand up against the one that I do have. So I'm just leaving it to that one. Guys, who would make a better entertainer at a children's eighth birthday party? Pennywise or Hellraiser? Hellraiser, hands down. Pennywise. Uh, you know what? I knew you were going to say that, Scott. Well, I had to because he said Hellraiser. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know very little about Hellraiser, so I kind of had to. My hands were tied. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> Scott, why Pennywise? Because, well, he's a clown, so he already fits in the theme of a children's party. And, you know, clowns are scary enough, but then he manifests himself into the, the fears of children. And I know you're thinking that's not very entertaining, but these children, children's parties can be educational as well as entertaining. And he's educating these children in the best ways to overcome their fears because, you know, children are naturally scared of a lot of things because a lot of things are unknown to them. But if they learn to overcome fear very early on in their life, they will not be crippled by fear in later life, and they'll become more productive adults. So, to conquer Pennywise fear, must... would really, if Pennywise got the opportunity 
to entertain at a kid's party. He would manifest into that thing from the box in that Harry Potter, the one that turned into well, what you're scared thing. of. Well, that was his thing. That was part of the first of part one of the new uh, movie that he was coming doing the things that the other guys hated, the, the children feared. And they, these kids at the party had the opportunity. They would not be crippled by fear later on. It's like Batman said, to conquer fear, you must become fear. <laughs> I appreciate uh, the Batman reference. They go home feeling more well-rounded human beings, and they have a fun party back. I have a I okay. I appreciate the Batman reference, Scott, but um, little flaw in your argument there is that Pennywise only appears once every twenty-seven years, and that would make the price of him being booked for your children's party. Are you with the price of your child's happiness? Listen, if he costs fucking 50 grand to come and scare the shit out of a, uh, a room full of children, then I'm going to just take the guy who is around whenever you need him and he can make fucking he can make whole universes of fear that people can live through. OK, not to mention better design on Hellraiser and he's around all the time. He's going to be cheaper. OK, I still got to get a cake. I got to get like chairs, tables, balloons, fucking napkins napkins has anyone seen how dirty kids are ladies and gentlemen let me tell you something okay i'm not waiting until my firstborn is 27 before i throw him a children's birthday party because someone already booked him for when he was a child okay i think that that's the major flaw in it hellraiser's around all the time all you got to do is go get the cube or whatever and he's around and fucking pennywise he just you have to go to a fucking sewer which smells like poop okay I don't think that anybody really wants to Children deal with any of like that. Poop. He definitely does. He lives in a sewer. <laughs> I think get, get on get onto Hellraiser or Pinhead or whatever um, he, he's known as. How is he going to be a good children's entertainer? Because there is a weird pleasure and pain thing with that guy. And he does summon a murderous group of things from another dimension. How is that entertaining to eight-year-olds? Well, because he can summon them, right? And he can put like little. <laughs> he he can said that like he can summon them. Dumb. Yeah, he summons <laughs> them. He puts a few balloons like on their like waistband, and then the kids chase him around and try to pop the balloons. Obviously, okay. He can summon hordes and hordes of things. Pennywise, he's all by himself, so you got to wait while he's blowing up balloons and fucking making his teeth all fucking weird and that one like wandering eye thing that he does. I mean, it scared the shit out of Bill Hader. What is it going to do to children? Okay. Uh, Pinhead has magic on his side. And I'm sorry, the last time I checked, last time I was a fucking kid, uh, magic goes over great at kids' parties. So bang, boom, boom, bang, boom, Hellraiser. Talk about balloons, like bang balloons. Pennywise comes with his own balloons already, well, already been blown up. Do you, you not pay attention to the Pennywise movies either? He's a, on the surface, he's more pleasing to look at as a clown than your creepy guy with fucking spikes or pins or whatever it's coming. He said, he's, oh, the kids excuse can't, the me. Kids, the, kids, the kids can't go near him. He's a health and safety hazard. Excuse me. Point of order. Nathan, point of order. Okay. Pennywise turns into like a big eight-legged fucking gigantic spider thing. More pleasing. More pleasing. Not as, not more as, pleasing. He would not, he would not be the spider 
as part of the party, unless one of the kids is a fear spider, in which case he would then turn into a spider to help them overcome their fears, because you cannot be crippled by fear for the rest of your life. Yeah, and I mean, Pennywise he, can he turn into that. He doesn't have to be that. Mm-hmm. Just saying, I think Pinhead would be more fun. Kids can't go near him. They try and touch him, they hurt He's touching the pins. They can't go near the guy. They totally could. Okay, totally final, could. final arguments. Final arguments, Jimmy. Uh, well, Scott, if the people wanted, if the kids wanted to go up and touch the spikes, all pe- all fucking Pinhead would have to do is just go, oh, just be careful. Be careful right there. And the kids are like, oh, okay. Because he's, okay. <laughs> he's uh, Michael Jackson suddenly. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Final arguments. Floor is mine. Is it not? Is it not? It's all right, yours. all right. It's have it, have it. It's your floor. Thank you. I am complete. <laughs> Scott. Well, you know, once every 27 years, you can't put a price on your kid's atmosphere. He is penalized worth the weight rather than whatever the tail spawn that fucking Hellraiser <laughs> brings with him whenever you open a stupid box. Everything. You know, he's got balloons and everything, and he, he helps kids float. Yeah, I think ultimately he is a clown, and uh, that's going to go over better at the kid's eighth birthday. Um, I don't think either person going to this party, none of the kids are surviving. But I think ultimately they would have more fun with Pennywise. I don't think Pinhead's that fun. I know nothing about Pinhead, by the way, so that was a real struggle. No, literally, I think I may have watched... pins and leather, and he's got a weird box. And there's a real weird sexual vibe to him because it's like pain and pleasure thing i've maybe watched one of the, i'm not a horror movie person as we've discussed before on these podcasts and i yeah. literally i have literally only seen out of the two characters i've seen it chapter two and maybe one of the hellraiser movies i've seen yeah. zero hellraiser movies and i saw the first part of the at reboot the only thing one thing I know about hellraiser is roger ebert the famous film critic um called the Hellraiser series a Bankruptcy of Imagination. Yeah, that that guy a great does review. yeah he fucking hates everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Scott, you got, you got something else for the floor? Hey, yeah, yeah, We've been too friendly I, so far. It's not something I can, I can present. Uh, like uh, comedian Dylan Moore once presented as a case on uh, one of his stand-up specials that and yeah, it's similar to yours and says with children, but it's about a role model for children. Who makes a better role model for children of the world? Batman or Jesus? Batman. Fuck. Discuss. Well, ladies and gentlemen, 3,000 years ago, ladies and gentlemen, we were... <laughs> At the precipice as a society. And the only person who was there for you, for me, for everybody around us, was Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus didn't only die because he thought it was the right thing to do. No. He knew that it was the right thing to do. Because he, he knew someone had to go for all of our sins. Not the sins that had been committed, but the sins that were to come. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ, he can turn water into wine, okay? He can walk on water, then turn that water into wine, walk back, give everybody a glass of wine. So, I don't understand why you would go anybody 
but Jesus Christ in this particular argument. I thought I thought it was safe to take a, a quick uh, bit of an after eight there, and then he, he brought one to it with us, and he choked. So, <laughs> your argument, how do you argue against Jesus Christ? I would happily argue against Jesus Christ, and I hope no one listening is religious. Um, but <laughs> oh, they've already turned this off. Jimmy said the ultimate thing there, which is that Jesus Christ chose to die. He gave up. That's what he did. He is a coward. Batman's not a coward. He runs into a fight, whether it's a fight against a giant alligator, it's a fight against a shark, or it's a fight against a cult of people who wear owl masks, whether it's a fight against the Joker who may or may not be real. Uh, and like he, he makes the best of what he's got, which is a billion dollars. But he still makes the best of it by making that cool cave. Jesus, sure he can walk on water, but you don't need to be able to walk on water. Like, and yeah, you're calling water into wine, that's cool, but wine's cheap. And uh, like, and ultimately he gave up. He chose to die for your sins. What a fucking pussy. Listen, wouldn't Batman also be willing to die if he is a hero? No, because what, what, what Batman became really is more of a symbolic thing. Like, he, he helped, he actually helped the people, whereas Jesus, he really just divides us all. Claims to be the son of God, but phew, which God? Am I right? Whoa. Am, am I right? Whose son is he? Also, his mum's a whore. Oh, whoa, whoa. Like a mother's <laughs> Excuse into this me. Excuse me. The Virgin Mary wasn't just a nickname okay the immaculate conception <laughs> took place under a bright shining star that we that sailors still use to this day to find their way home the yeah. north star is a portal to god ladies and gentlemen that are listening to this podcast and aren't totally fucking like over our bullshit let me explain something to you real quick Okay. Thousands of years ago, before Sigourney Weaver, okay, <laughs> before the birth that of anything that we know to be true, one person stood there at a table, gave of himself, this bread is my body, this wine is my blood, and you are my followers. Alcoholic. That's not a good example. Um, do I have the floor or don't I? You I don't think, think you asked for it. Yeah, you made your argument, Nathan. <laughs> this is his section, then we'll go to the next section. You may continue. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> years, we have been a little bit lost. And you know how we find our way? That's right. Jesus Christ. He's out there. He's watching. He's helping. And you may not know it, but your children know it. Because they know right from wrong at a way earlier age than we knew right from wrong. Isn't that right? It is. Do you know why it's right? Because it is the one. The one thing that has guided our society forever is that Jesus Christ gave of himself in all the ways to make sure that this world was able to continue. And what person doesn't want their kids to be selfless? I'm not that person. <laughs> I want my kids to be selfless. 
I want my kids to be heroes. Like Jesus. Now, guys, I'll argue this point for me, though. You know, this is maybe the idea of, like, being a role model to kids, you know, picking them up when they're down, but it seems like these two had a lot of advantages, though, that may affect them being a role model, because, you know, Jesus may have had not a lot of money life, but his dad was God. So there's an advantage there. Whereas Batman has no parents anymore, but he does have a billion dollars, he said. So what makes them better role models if they also have like things that they're taking advantage of that other people may not have? Because Batman gave back. All Jesus did was make a cult. Whereas Batman, he built that monorail. Monorail. Yeah. Monorail. He, he helped all the all, like, poor people at Gotham. And, uh, He's he'll not say, fucking Robin Hood. I never said he was. Well, he didn't help any poor people. That's all I know. Yeah, he did help poor people. Mm-mm. Yeah, he made, he made like charities and shit. The Wayne Foundation, really? That corp, that corrupt. Uh, it's better than your bullshit cult. Where he's just he an alcoholic made... at the front of the table, being like, "This wine is my blood." Jesus could it make food. You drink enough of it. He all he has to do is. And then, boom, there's some fucking bread. What a communist. Sure. Going with the rich guy. Who thought that this was out of the realm of possibility? Jesus is the rich guy. You're telling me he wasn't profiting from all that? Uh, no, he was a carpenter until he was 33. So he built homes. Okay. Wayne, all he did was spend his parents' money. Okay. He left Gotham to better himself and then returned when he was ready to help them from out of out of like all the bad times. He returned to help himself. He didn't return to help himself. He returned to he help wanted everyone. To, he wanted to find the man who killed his 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 parents. Wouldn't you? Uh, you know what? I don't have to argue that point because Jesus had a father who created the planet. Boom. Ain't gonna be no Batman without God or Jesus. That's all I'm saying. Okay, 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 guys. Well, I don't know how much longer argument. I can talk out of my ass about Jesus. I honestly uh, final don't. arguments, guys. Final argument. Let's go for some final arguments. I think uh, what what Bruce Wayne and what Batman has shown is that he gave himself to the people and asked for nothing in return from those people. Jesus asks for your loyalty. He asked you to follow him. He asked you to accept him as the son of God. That, to me, sounds like a cult leader. And I don't think you really want your kids to be following a cult. Whereas, as I say, Batman, he uh, proves himself time and time again. Unlike Jesus, you guys got to rely on his word. But Batman speaks through actions. Jesus does not. He just speaks through words. He's like, oh, no, trust me. Follow me to this, to this place. Oh, by the way, I need all your stuff. And, like, this is also, I'm going to write a book. Right. That's the book. Also, I'm pretty sure he's an alcoholic. Yeah, man. Final argument. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jesus Christ did more for this planet, this planet as a whole. You know what did less for this planet? Some comic book character that we have all agreed at this point is just a, a vaguely thin metaphor for Jesus. Okay? He had to endure sacrifice. Sure. 
everybody endures a little sacrifice, but no one is as giving of themselves as Jesus Christ, because Batman did what he could, but he always made sure that he was alive at the end. Okay. He only died a couple of times. He only got old once. As far as I know, Jesus went out leaving them wanting more. You know who didn't do that? Batman. He's been around 80 years and we're just rehashing old stories. Fucking Ben Affleck. Fucking Christian Bale. Fucking Val Kilmer? Really? Don't you dare. Jim Cathiesel. Don't you dare. Jim Cathiesel played Jesus. Have you seen the abs on him? Have you seen him since? (laughs) He's gorgeous. Underrated show. Great show. Great show. Okay. Really stepped up his career, didn't he? (laughs) Guys, I, I think I've heard enough. I would not have shit spoken about Val Kilmer. I mean, before we all get struck down for some of the things <laughs> that have been said here and sent to hell, if we weren't already going there. I think I think I did more to repair my relationship with God, like during during that whole. Right, but then you had to the phrase I can't talk about my ass about Jesus anymore, yeah. and then you did myself. <laughs> do that, yeah. So I've heard some very silly arguments here. Uh, one thing I will say is that Batman has died, I, I do agree, but Batman always came back. Whereas Jesus said, I will die for your sins, he died, and yet people have continued to sin since, and he didn't come back, even though his followers promised he would. Whereas Batman always comes back, Batman will always be there. Like one of his batarangs, he throws it, but it always comes back. So I'm going to have to go with Batman. Thank you. Even though he did build the monorail now, those things are awfully loud. Yeah, but they needed it. And it was cheap for the poor people. For the poor people. Plus, like, that last supper, like, oh, this wine represents my spilling of my blood, and one of you is going to betray me tomorrow, like, way bring down the mid of the dinner party. Yeah, it was a way to not sort out the situation as well. Is it, oh, one of you will betray me? Like, you clearly could, if you wanted to, figure out who it was. Plus, why you, you brought a guy in called Judas? <laughs> There's nothing good about Judas. Not even songs. Uh, actually, no. There is a song called Cry for Jesus, uh, Cry for Judas by uh, the, the Mountain Goats. That's actually pretty excellent. Mm. Well, the fuck do I know, I guess? Yeah, yeah. But what told I don't you. know is the answer to this, guys. And it's been plaguing me forever. People will not stop asking me this question, and I just have to know the answer now. Um, before I get angry, which universe would it be better to have diarrhea in? Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. <laughs> I guess Star Trek. Just help me before <laughs> someone else asks me. Like, okay. So, Star Trek... Like, all you got to do is inform your computer that you have to take a shit, and it gets rid of it. That's all you got to do. Star Wars, you got to go to some gross-looking cantina with, like, animals that have four anuses or whatever, spewing viscera all over the place. Star Trek, it's clean. It's efficient. It's special. You know why? Because they got shit done 
right. Literally and metaphorically. <laughs> you're living in this universe. It depends who you are in this universe. It's like if you're in the Star Wars universe, and if you are someone who is with the Force, and you are truly one with the Force, you can will your body to not need diarrhea until you are at a, a place where you can easily get rid of the diarrhea and a possible toilet, not like a filthy canteen or somewhere such like that. Or if you're in the middle of a, a planet where there's a lot of like wasteland or somewhere a lot of sand, because we all hate sand, you just shit in the sand and it's not going to bother anyone except some Jawas and who cares about the Jawas? They'll just try and steal your droids. Strong opening points. Strong opening points. Uh, Jimmy, how would you deal with the... Uh, you said Star Trek is very clean. So would that not massively stressed you out if you suddenly got diarrhea and everything around you was like spotless? All you have to do is call, call your computer. I don't know if there's precedent for this, Jimmy. I've been watching a lot of Star Trek lately. I've not seen anyone energized their shit out of their body. I'd like to. Yeah, li- listen, I'm just saying they can call on the computer for anything. So I don't know. You got to back that up with some evidence. I don't fucking I, I watched like some Star Trek, so I'm doing my best here, dude. All right, and it'll use this garbage shit and a new hope. There is the color of that water. Someone was shitting in there. So they've got to have some effective toilets on the Death Star. There's all those people on there. Yeah, but the deaths of both Death Stars got blown up, so... It's not their fault. They were, they were planning on them getting blown up. You know, it's not their fault their shit got spewed into space. God, can you imagine being... There's a, there's a scene somewhere that got deleted from episode where a, a guy, a stormtrooper, really needed a shit. And as he was about to shit, the Death Star blows up. The second, sits, the second he sits down. Yeah, the second he's like, ah, and then... <laughs> like... <laughs> That'd be so great. No. Oh, doesn't answer the question, though, Scott. Back to you. Well, generally, say Star Trek is clean. Star Trek is not clean. There's something deep. There's some theory going on. It's, it's just it, they try to portray it too far. Oh, all these alien races mixed together. There's some theory going on there. Whereas Star Wars, you know, they've, there's always canteen. There's always somewhere for people to go. They've always got ships. Do you think people? Wouldn't spend so much time on spaceships that they didn't have an efficient toilet to go to. Um, there's always a toilet close by in the Star Wars universe. Wow. You may not okay. see it, but it's there. Jimmy, final like, arguments. I'd like, to, that, like the I'd like to see. I'd like to see where that argument comes up, where there's always a toilet nearby. Because I've watched all the Star Warses multiple times, and uh, I have yet to see someone go for a shit. Anyway, in <laughs> Star Trek, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, this is. Not some pretend universe that existed thousands and thousands of years ago in a galaxy oh, far, go. far away. Uh, do I have the floor or don't I? Thank you. <laughs> so, what I'm trying to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, is that the Star Trek universe exists in our universe just slightly into the future. So, we know IBS is a big problem today. But in a few hundred years, during the time of Star Trek, how do we not know that they've created not only, not only have they d- developed ways to not make sure that you don't need to just randomly take a shit, 
But I see your hand up, Scott. You can put that shit down. You can put that shit down. Thank you. Now, not only that, all you got to do is fucking just go boop, boop. Alexa, I need to take a dump. Boom, it's gone from your colon. You're done. That's it. There's no precedent for that anywhere in Star Trek. I don't believe it. And also, you say, oh, this is like our universe, but in, in the future. Well, Star Wars is not a made-up universe. It's a different galaxy from ours. There are many galaxies. This is way back in the past, a long time ago. Okay, let's, bring, let's bring it back to the diary. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want some nerd rant about Star Wars. I want strictly to the diarrhea. Well, his point wasn't the thing to do with diarrhea. He's like, oh, our, he's even more about Star Wars being a pretend universe when it isn't. It's a long time ago in a different <laughs> universe. universe. <laughs> so his argument has nothing to do with diarrhea either. I'm saying I'm trying to spell his argument at the same time. Scott, stop. Star Wars isn't real. It's real to me, damn it. That... <laughs> that they're movies. Don't do this to me, man. TV shows. Mm. So what are we even here debating for, Nathan? What is the point of anything? If I'm in one of these universes, and I suddenly really need to to use the toilet because I've got the shits, where's the better place to do it? Why do you think they've always got a droid around? That's what the droids are for. Droids will clean up your diarrhea for you. How dare you, sir? Those droids are essentially people. I'm merely stating that technology has moved to a point where we now no longer need to defecate like animals in the woods. You know what, Jimmy? That point you've just made is why you've lost this debate. Motherfucker! Because <laughs> you just said you've reached a point where you wouldn't, like, have diarrhea, which would make it scarier if you did. Uh-huh. So if you're saying they, so what you say if they've cured diarrhea because they got these computers and everything like that, and you have diarrhea, that would be fucking terrifying. So Star Wars wins. I mean, Star Wars is not real. Fuck you, Nathan. Fine. I know what I said. It's just another example of an incredibly well-run campaign being stolen by. The people. That's it. Everybody knows that I won. Everybody's aware of it. Everybody you didn't knows. Win. I think. I think when the people listen to this, they will find that that I am right. I, I've made the right call on that one. The rest of them, it's been a bit shaky. That was the right call. But I think I we need to get the big one though. Is it time? I think so. Let me take a swig of my beer and then I'm ready. Amen to that. I'm gonna take a take a swig as well. If you are ready for our main event, take a swig of your drink. Let's do this. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, one thing has encapsulated the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021. One argument has swept the internet, and that argument is as follows. That I bring to my friends here at the A-Team while we work out all of our problems in the Master Debaters section of rogue opinions what would win in a fight one of every one of the original 151 pokemon or a billion lions it's a billion lions pokemon well we've already we've already the battle lines have been drawn ladies so and gentlemen. easy let's start 
with Nathan. Nathan, you said a billion lions. Billion lions. Would be and I'm, I'm not going to come at Heek. Each of the 151 Pokemon. Explain your reasoning. Sir. So you're just including the original 151 here. Because I'm going to come at you, Jimmy, with mm -hmm. this weird thing. And, I, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's called maths, I think. Or matters. But are you just saying you're including the original 151? I believe that was the topic at the time. Okay. Then the original 151 would have approximately 66,225,016 lions each. You're telling me a fucking metapod could deal <laughs> with a single lion or cocooner or a ratata or a fucking sand shrew could deal with a lion so when those bitches go down suddenly the stakes are raised and old pikachu over there is dealing with a hundred million lions at once because bulbasaur fucked up there's just too many of them it's it's just too many far too many lions mewtwo gonna get shredded pidgey fucked Taurus, they eat Tauruses, like real-life Tauruses, every day. It's too easy, Scott. The okay, lions so, eat them. So, Scott, Nathan's argument is math. Uh, what do you have in favor of the Pokemon? I'm not saying there wouldn't be casualties on both sides. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure if Mephod was up a fight, you know, you could hardly shell. It would be hard for the lions to get in there, but eventually, after a few, he would fall. But if I cannot even begin to tell you how wrong you are, like, oh, the billion lines. You've got Pokemon that can fly. You've got Charizard. He'll fly over all of them, and he'll burn them to a fucking crisp. Maybe lines, you're not impervious to fire just because you're a fucking lion. Don't care how many of them you, there are. There are 151 of these Pokemon, all with their own unique abilities. You've got Mew and Mewtwo. They're basically gods. They'll easily wipe out a hundred-odd billion lines or however they've got each. I don't see how this is so seemingly concrete that there are a billion, because uh, uh, there are a billion lines. Each Pokemon, it's not just each Pokemon on its own. It's got their own unique ability that would help it fight off these lines as well. Yeah, but some of those abilities are completely useless. Like in this, what's Magikarp going to do? Just splash all over the place, and then you're just bringing it down for it, and there's just so many lions. Magikarp is useless anyway. It's, yeah, it's exactly. Next evolution into Gyarados, that would... Fucking murder. They've well, where's, the, where's this fight taking place? That's my next question. Because if there's well, no never, water nearby, if there's well, no. It's not my fault. I didn't establish it. It's up to the person who presents the argument to establish that. Are we starting on you now, Jimmy? <laughs> well, you're, he's more than me about this. Like, I didn't see where the fight was taking place. It's not up to me. Yeah, but I was just asking the question where's the fight taking place? Because if there's no, if there's not enough water nearby, how's all the water Pokemon going to deal with all their shit? Uh, okay, so so I guess I guess if like this had to take place somewhere uh, that had enough land for a billion lions, because I think that's really the determining factor here is that we need the space for, for a billion, billion lions. lions. So uh, many lions. It's so many lions. It's more lions that exist than that exist on the planet. Looking yeah, at you, even... Peter. They're even, they're like espies, they're even close to that many, even actually alive in the world. There's like 20,000 lions. Yeah. Left. So and, and we're shit scared of them already. 
Imagine there's a billion of the fuckers everywhere. In like Charizard and that, yeah, they can I'm fly. I'm not hiding in your uh, cupboard, Nathan. And you're an ethic. <laughs> or Zapdos or whoever is about them. They're going to get tired at some electricity. point. That lion's will get nowhere near him. Yeah, but they're going to get tired at some point, and there's just too many lions. So they're going to have to stop at some point. We've still seen the cartoon where Pikachu runs out of charge. By the way, Pikachu would fucking die early doors. Like, and there's just too there's too many lions to fathom for them. Charizard, yeah, he would take out a lot, but he's going to get too tired at some point, run out of fire, he's going to get hungry. How often do we see in the cartoon where the Pokemon gets hungry, so it's just fucking useless? Lions, when they get hungry, oh, they're dangerous. And as soon as Charizard lands, bam, five are on him. And we, and even decide, we haven't even decided how many, what kind of lions are they? Are they all male lions? Are they all female lions? Are they all lionesses? Are they all mixed? Because male lions are fucking lazy bastards. You've not seen any nature program ever. They're always sitting on their ass, licking themselves, letting the women do all the hunting. Well, they've just got a good system. Yeah. The, <laughs> when the, chi- the, lazy, <laughs> the lazy men let all the women do all the work. When the, chi- when the, the chips are down. The jungle. When the chips are down. The Pokemon, you sort that shit out. Yeah, when the chips are down and there's, there's 151 Pokemon, I think you could get like 500 million males and 500 million females and they'll just, just fucking so rip them to shreds females, right? and when most of the females are under lazy bastards will get, finally get off their arse but it's already they're already in it because they've already killed enough of the, the females and they're all lazy bastards they're not doing it and they've got no energy which means they're easy picking for the Pokemon they're not easy picking for Pokemon because there's not enough po- there wouldn't even be enough Pokemon and enough manpower in those Pokemon to deal with the 500 million females that strike first in probably yeah, some sort of V-formation they'll just kick the heads off of these lines there's just too many of them. It's not like Neo in in that Matrix one where he had to fight the awful loads of CGI Hugo Weavings. They don't have the the, the powers to do that. They're not strong. Hit, like Hitmontopi would take out a few, but he's just going to get jumped. There's like twenty thousand around him. He's not quick enough, and he doesn't oh, have the energy to do it. There's a little bit of energy here. You've got Jigglypuff, whose song puts people to sleep. So you just put the lions to sleep. He's gonna, yeah, but she's gonna put everyone to sleep. So what if she accidentally? She's gonna put like Dragonite to sleep, and he's gonna get eaten. Like we're not even talking about the fact that Aldi's 151. A lot of them are like first stage evolutions, like Caterpie, who's just fucking useless. So like 70 of these Pokemon are just not even worth the time. All right, all right, all right. Like I said, you've got two two Pokemon that are basically gods here. You can take most of the fucking Lugia. Gods. They basically are. Well, Mewtwo easily like batters Mew. So yeah, Mew's so but it still doesn't. It's not about them fighting each other, like them working together. So he can easily bat. He can be bat Mew. Imagine if he's working with Mew against all these fucking lions. Yeah, but let's talk about like if if Mew's standing there and he's doing all all his stuff, but he's got like seventy five thousand lions around him. Mew he can only deal with so much. Mew's clearly a female. Alright, Mew's a female, same, same thing, she's got like 75,000 lions around her, she can only deal with so much, it only takes one, because Mew's tiny, it only takes one to get to her, and just pin her down, teeth round the neck, neck broken, done. There's just too many. Alright, 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 children, let's, let's slow things down here, just a second, okay, final arguments. Scott, floor is yours. I don't know what else I can say here. You've, 
it's not like they're just going in on their own. We don't you haven't even specified if it's all the lines together or all the Pokemon together or it's just a certain amount of lions and one Pokemon here. It's Still one make- billion lions, one billion lions versus 151 Pokemon. I'm telling you, even with the the billion lions, it's still going with the Pokemon. I'm not saying there wouldn't be catches, especially the first gen here. That's why you've got the most more evolved ones there as well. That you can easily take them out. You've got fucking Aerodactyl. He's basically a fucking Pterodactyl. Fucking foot down, fucking rip his lion's head off. I can't argue this any more than I already have. If we got their own abilities, I can't believe you're even arguing about these lions here. Okay. How do we All right. these lions even like the taste of Pokemon? They don't even know what a Pokemon is. Okay. Nathan? Your final argument. So the, in the in the premise of the argument, the lions are just fighting the Pokemon. So yeah, some of them might not taste great. That they're not going to eat the plant ones because they don't eat plants. But that's not the point. They're there to kill. And there's just too many. There is just sheer numbers advantage. And they are killing machines, lions. That's what they do. They hunt. They kill. And they eat if it tastes good. And the Pokemon's they've got their own special abilities. They don't really work in unison either. Like, are these Pokemon, if we've not even discussed are these Pokemon that are all on the same team, are they friends? Because some of them don't even get along, like in the wild. Some of these Pokemon don't work together and aren't going to work together. And there's just too many of those original 151 that aren't worth a damn in this, in the premise of this fight. What the fuck is Zubat going to do? Like, against, against a billion lions. Confuse Ray? Well, does it know Confuse Ray? That, that's the thing, but it's still, there's just num- sheer numbers. There are too many lions. They're too dangerous. And it will only take one strike from one lion to take a majority of those Pokemon down because they're not big enough. You see all the, these lions are kill machines. Pokemon are basically trained to fight. These are 150 Pokemon. They're all trained for combat. They're trained to fight each other. But now Against their will. Let's not even lions. get into that. <laughs> Some of the Pokemon are also just really fucking nice too trusting like Eevee too trusting gonna get eaten just okay. a small dog you don't okay. know what goes on inside that you don't know what goes on behind those eyes it could be murder behind those eyes um, <laughs> alright ladies and gentlemen we have heard we have heard some compelling arguments here on uh, a topic that has divided the internet for months uh, but it falls to me to determine the winner of what could be the biggest debate in Master Debater's history, if not the world, um, other than the Jesus one we just had. Um, I'm going to have to side with the Pokemon on this one. Yes. Going to have to decide. How? Explain yourself. All right. Well, uh, to back up Scott's claims, um, Dragonite has uh, Hyper Beam. Um, but it knackers the shit out of it. You just need one. Take out fucking 300,000 fucking... You wouldn't take out 300,000. The Hyper Beam barely takes out one Pokemon most of the time. He fucking flies! He fucking flies! But he gets knackered after he uses Hyper Beam. He always has to rest for a bit. And that's where 10,000 lions strike. Also, any Pokemon that has wings can use uh, Gust, knocking back a portion of them. So once they start figuring out what's going on, they Gust, throw like 30,000... They're already dead. They're flying, dude. They're fucking flying. They're fucking too flying. many lions. Then you got po- then you got Pokemon like Mewtwo, who can literally throw like huge, gigantic psychic beams at people on the regular. He doesn't get tired. 
I don't know if you saw Pokemon the first movie. Homeboy doesn't humans get tired. Humans caught him. Humans, humans caught him multiple times. No, humans created human. him. Yeah, they created him. They've also caught and then he broke, him. And then he broke out. He Jason. broke out, but he's been caught again. Lions are very temperamental, okay? I don't know how many times you've seen programs where lions fight each other. They get gusted into each other, fighting. Lions start shoving each other, they're going to start killing each other. That's that's a big premise, because then that's... Then what you say, Mark, they say, well, Snorlax is asleep all the time, so he's out. Oh, Snorlax would definitely die first. Yeah, yeah, yeah Snorlax would die. A Mewtwo, um, he, Mewtwo doesn't give a shit about most Pokemon. He might, he might if we talk about temperament, he might just fuck off. I don't know. There's too many lions. Yeah, that's the name of the episode. Master debaters. Too many lions. There's just too many. Like if there was if there was a million, I would side with the Pokemon. When you get to like ten million, I'm like, eh, but a billion. That's so many. That is ten ten billion. Uh ten million lions. No, it's not ten million lions. It's it's, no, it's ten ten million lions. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a hundred ten. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I got Good lost thing. in your. I got lost in your guys' arguments for a while. I could have listened to that for the rest of the day. <laughs> I mean, Dude. I don't think I've argued harder about anything else in my entire life. You did get a little perturbed there. You were getting just, very, very angry. I'm a Pokemon child. I, I, I grew up on the original Pokemon. I was not here. Grasping the amount of lions a billion you've mentioned that that isn't the very question i know how many lions there are yeah but i don't think people are really grasping like you say like oh you could throw ten thousand at a time that's nothing that's not even one percent so many fucking lions we know (laughs) 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 oh man the way you went there jimmy because i think before this i was convinced that you were leaning towards the lions uh, yeah, I mean, Nathan made a lot of really strong points. Um, but honestly, just thinking about all the Pokemon that have, like, such high-level maneuvers and that can fly. Mew and Mewtwo can can hover and float. Um, I think Lions you, can only you, jump so high. You would just be left with the flying ones, but, like, the high-level flying ones, like Pidgey, Spearow, and everyone like that. It would just Dragonite, be, like... Dragonair. You, got to, you, also, you also got, like, in, like magic ones, like, buddy. Abracadabra, like that. Alakazam. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you've you got you the ghost Pokemon. Both Pokemon. I think the, the ghost Pokemon kind of break the debate a bit. Because mm, the lions I, can't touch the ghost Pokemon, I so how do they win? They could use Dream Eater on these Pokemon that the fucking Jigglypuff put to sleep with Sing, and they're fucking just having their brains eaten and destroyed. Okay, I think yeah, with Jiggly, definitely I, Pokemon. I think with Jigglypuff debate that... That does work, but we've seen in the cartoon how Jigglypuff also can't control Sing. So if Jigglypuff accidentally, the Sing accidentally hits Dragonite, then Dragonite's fucked because he's going to fall into like 50,000 lions. Well, maybe I'll crush a few. Could you imagine that? Just as it's falling, Jiggly! Mm. Also, Jigglypuff just wouldn't last very long. You got, then you got the ghost Pokemon. I don't think they can even be pictures. They can ghost even sleep. I I actually I actually I wanted that to does debate. break the I, debate. I want to yeah. debate you slightly on Jigglypuff that like wouldn't survive. I've played Super Smash Brothers, and Jigglypuff is kind of insane. <laughs> yeah, in Super Smash Brothers, she didn't have to fight a billion lions. 
That's fair. Let's Ladies and gentlemen, if you've, enjoyed, if you've enjoyed this debate and all the other debates we've had all episode, uh, make sure to... Uh, oh, guys, tell you also us... got Onyx, by the way. He's just a giant thing made of boulders. Onyx that's got true. beaten by Pikachu, which logically makes no fucking sense. Yeah, that's, that's no Pikachu's on his side. Oh. Lucky shit. All right. <laughs> he looks cool, but no one ever fucking uses him. Hang on, Scott. I think Jimmy wants to end the podcast. I listen. I'm just saying. I thought that's where we were going. I can sit here and fucking talk about this all night. We can have a fucking seven hour podcast. I'm all about it. Sleep, sleep over with rogue opinions. A billion lions versus Pokemon. <laughs> does Onyx have organs? I don't think it that it would. Because well, does it have? Does snakes? It's, it's, it's a big cool. rock snake. Snakes have spines, like in real life. But it's on it. What's going on there? I could, I couldn't begin to even tell you. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna look this up. You do that. Does, does it? Does yes. an onyx have a spine? Or no, I just want the anatomy of an onyx. Oh, it's come up with a load of fingernail things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, forget that. <laughs> the anatomy of what fantastic radio that was. Okay, you know onyx is a type of fingernail. Also, okay. <sighs> <sighs> uh, what, a, what a great podcast! Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here again on Rogue Opinions. If you want to follow us, that's at Rogue underscore Opinions on the Twitter. Uh, but for now, I'm going to divert for all the goings on on the internet that have to do with Scott and all the things that he does, I'm going to ask him to fill us in on all the things that he does. Well, you can find out all the things I do by following me on Twitter at SpitMcLeod1996. You can uh, follow my other podcast, Scott and Paul's Realm podcast at SPRM. we got all sorts of stuff coming up about Impact and uh, our continued series on the covering the In Your House shows. We're up to In Your House 6, Rage in the Cage. Uh, guess what's the main event of that show? Uh, Is it a last me. man standing match? Bingo. <laughs> nice. You can also keep up with the stuff I'm doing on Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat by following them at Suplex Retreat. I'm on World of Sorts shows like uh, uh, Saturday Draft Live. We're getting to the end of Season 7, going into Season 8, where we'll be a team based draft season and uh, covering all things New Japan on East Meets West, along with a bunch of other cool shows that they got going on over there. But here I'm mostly talking shit with these two or doing my own thing over at the Rogue Retro Smackdown review. Coming up on uh, No Way Out 2000 very soon. And for all the other things going on else in the world of Rogue Opinions and abroad, let's talk to Nathan. What else you got going on, buddy? Yeah, so you can find the rest of Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore opinion. as uh, loads of podcasts uh, going up weekly. You can find me at Nathan Greenaway. This is to be talk football or soccer uh, over at Project Dits, it's at Project D-I-T-S on Plus Edit Time. At time recording, a new episode literally just went live. Uh, so go check out my co-host Dara, be very sad about Liverpool. Uh, my new podcast, a comedy scripted show called That Ain't Sport is coming in early February. So check out that. You can already follow it on Twitter at That Ain't Sport. Or subscribe to the feeds early. I've got a little trailer up uh, wherever you get podcasts. It's up everywhere already. So check that out. But guys, this was great. Just, yeah. That was it. Full stop. Yeah. This, 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 this was uh, a whole lot of fun. Um, but 
for anything that uh, I'm doing, uh, you can also follow me over at Mr. Riot. That's M-R-R-I-0-T. Still looking at you, Matt Stryker, because I know you need some help behind the table there. Um, for everything else that I do uh, in the world of professional wrestling, at the very least, go follow at Wrestling Magic. Uh, we've had our second fight show, our biggest show of the year, our WrestleMania, if you will. Just don't. Uh, it's over on Fight and YouTube.com forward slash pro wrestling magic. We just released a new uh, compilation of the first two matches that Jared Evans and that 90s chick Erica Lee had back to back, talking about how uh, the rise of Erica Lee happened uh, over in our illustrious kingdom. Uh, and then for all your other needs, of course, hit us up, rogue underscore opinion, as always. And if you have any debate ideas, please tweet them over there. Or if you think that you know who would win between Pokemon and a billion lions, tweet Ben underscore E-B-E-R-T. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. And in the immortal words of Yakko Warner, good night, everybody. I want to be the very best.